From the Summer State Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shop, present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Desert Toyota of Tucson. Teams, no gimmicks, just a great car by Visit any of our Three Valley locations, Jets Pizza, whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. The Tag Creative Group, RedBubble.com, and let us Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe, Pine Top, and our ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more, faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight. Hopefully you are hearing me because I am hearing nothing at all. I uh, don't know what my connection issue is. I am working on it as we speak. But anyway, Scott Strandy with you tonight in Palm Springs, California, where it's a balmy 89 degrees. My uh, co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful, palatial estate they call Long Island, New York. Paul, how are things on this Sunday afternoon? Um, uh, different. Let's put it that way. Um, I don't... Uh... Uh, I, I can hear you. I guess you can't hear anybody or anything, but uh, uh, things are a little different tonight for everybody. Um, I know usually we, I actually well, can Well, I can't hear anybody, so. Uh, I can see. <laughs> I, I'm kind of worthless, guys. I can't, uh, I can't hear a word that's being said. I assume that Paul heard me and is uh, on the connection. I uh, I but I uh, am going to have to play around here a little bit to see if I can figure out how so, I get reconnected because uh, I, I'm worthless to you guys without it. So, well, I'll let's take not it away. get, well, I, I don't even know how to play into that softball that just got lobbed to me about being useless, but uh, uh, it's clearly a little different for everybody. Uh, I have to sit here tonight and I can actually see what uh, the bug botanical garden that's across from me is here. Um, I could see because I'm actually not in the basement tonight. I am actually uh, outside in my yard because um, I have some bug issues and uh, we got to get that taken care of this week. Um, it was a long, busy week as uh, we had to make the trip uh, uh, to retrieve a no longer college freshman. Um, and we had to do that, and um, we're sitting here, and you know, it's, we have the NHL playoffs, and we have uh, all kinds of odds and ends coming up in uh, for you tonight with 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 the show. Um, and as long as um, we're sitting here, and uh, um, it's a, a situation where uh, I'm just going to. Uh, make a comment because you know it's asu stuff and i have to um um as uh, we have noticed over the years and it was we have talked about over the years um the you know the, the, the students work very hard at their streams um and the guy that uh, was directing those a gentleman by the name of mark rita who I've had my issues with. I, I don't want to sit here and say that I haven't. 
but um, uh, I, I'm back. Away this week. Are you? All I'm right. back. I'm back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just talking about uh, the fact that, uh, uh, you know, uh, are my condolences uh, to the Rita family. Um, as I have said over the years, Scott, as you know, I very focused on the ASU streams. And um, the guy that basically was coordinating all that passed away this week. Um, and a lot of the ASU family is, is um, you know, was affected by that. A lot of the Cronkite family was affected by that. And, um, you know, uh, it stinks, obviously. Yeah. And, and Paul, Paul, I'll tell you, I, I met Margarita a couple different times. Um, and his job at Oceanside, I, I know it was frustrating for people trying to listen to the stream, but what he had to work with at Oceanside was not a lot. Um, the capabilities were not there, and I thought, you know, um, we were critical at times, but but Mark really well, did was, try certainly. as hard as he could to uh, to get things up and running. And you know, it was a little bit of a surprise too, uh, I think, for everybody that all of a sudden, boom, here's this NCAA hockey program. Let's get the stream up. Let's do this. Let's do that. We're yeah. the big university. We're technology based, but yet we're coming at you from a very small and Let's face it, an old hockey rink in, in Oceanside. And I don't think it's there anymore. Is it, is it down now? It's down now, I believe. Uh, yeah, I haven't been by there in a while because I haven't been back. Maybe I'll go right. by there if I get there this week. But, um, yeah, it, it definitely sad. I know Mark battled uh, the cancer very hard. Yep. Um, it was sad that he couldn't spend a lot of time at the new arena because all the work that he put in at the old arena, you would have thought yep. um, he would have had an opportunity to at least – uh, reap some of the benefits of a better facility. But, yeah, our thoughts and prayers go out. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I'm connected again. I'm back. I don't know what anybody heard or didn't hear. We heard but... a lot of paper shuffling. Yeah. A it... lot of comments. <laughs> um, you actually sound really good. So <laughs> That's a shame. Um, well, <laughs> listen, I, I, I could have sat there and talked about how you said you were useless to people, but uh, I let that yeah, go. I, oh, yeah, I absolutely. Let that, go. that was, uh, too, that was okay. too easy. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, but, so here it is. Palm Springs, beautiful 89 degrees. The hockey season uh, is in full swing for the yeah. uh, American Hockey League team here. Very nearly sold out this last uh, playoff game, uh, game five that they won. Why do I bring that up? Because one of the stars was uh, a star at ASU, and he has become a fan favorite for the uh, – the entire Seattle organization, forget it. When he's in Seattle, they love him. When he's in the Coachella Valley, they love him. I'm talking about one Joey Decord. I had a chance to visit with Joey a little bit and uh, and talk about the success that's going on. Um, uh, Paul, one of the things that, that I asked him was, um, yeah. uh, you know, how, how has it been for to be like a first-year NHL franchise last year a first-year AHL franchise this year, you've experienced it both. And uh, Joey had nothing but positive things to say about that. I'm going to play that clip here in just a minute. But I just wanted to bring that up because I thought what he's done um, with with the crack and, and the way he's – and people were talking about it. They were going like, yeah, you know, does, do the fans love uh, Joey? Do the, do the players and the coaches hear the, the Joey chants? Yeah, yeah, they do. Well, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, um, with with you know, I mean, you've got seven thousand people in there, and he is on the end. It's not like uh, it's not like he's uh, it's not like he's you know in the middle of the ice where maybe you can't hear it. I don't know. Um, but but I I would sit there and tell you that. Uh, you know he's a goalie. He's, he's on the end. You're gonna, they're gonna, you're gonna hear him. They're gonna hear you. And anybody that thinks that they don't, that's just silly. Um, but I guess if if it's if you're new, you know, and 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 you know everybody's not, you know, the hockey devotees, so to speak, that that we are. And the, the fact that, um. 
that these guys, you know, that folks, you know, listen, we were all new to the game too at one point. So I don't want to make it sound as if I'm disparaging folks that are new to the game. So, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. If you know, if you've never been exposed to it, you don't know. And believe me, these players hear you. They feed off the, they feed off the the, the crowd. They absolutely do. Right? You're you're sitting there, and and they'll all tell you that not having people in the stands when they played in the various bubbles, we liked it because it was hockey all day. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it yeah, it made a know, difference to them. It really did. Of course it does. And and not just in the way you think. It changes their sight lines, too. Oh, absolutely just, it does. You know, not just the energy of the building. Yeah, absolutely it does. Um, let me play a couple of clips. Just as This is Joey DeCord. Then I want to play one from um, one of his teammates, uh, Jeremy McKenna, because Jeremy had some really, really um, – great things to say about joy so here's joy decord first we got two clips i'll play them both and then we'll uh we'll jump to jeremy and was this the biggest win today uh i mean you gotta think right either this i mean game four was huge too uh three three late in the period we take a penalty with two and a half minutes left and um our penalty kill finds a way to score one and send it to game five i think uh you know, that was that was the loudest I've ever heard this rank. Game one, uh, you know, game one of, of the season here was, was insane. Um, but that actually was the loudest I've ever heard of right after Trucy scored the game window there with a couple minutes left uh, last game. Um, so one of these two games for sure has got to be right up there. And then I, I think we carried that momentum from game four right into to game five. And just, uh, yeah, we just rolled them over. It's incredible atmosphere out there tonight. It looked like a complete game to me. One of the best I've seen in a closeout situation because – you got the lead. You shut them down. Uh, what did it look like from your perspective? Well, I, I mean, first off, that first goal was ridiculous <laughs> from, from uh, McKenna. That was so sick. Looked like Dreisaitl out there. Um, it was nasty. So uh, I think, uh, you know, anytime you can score first in a big game, it just gives the group a lot of confidence uh, moving forward. And I, I thought we just did a really good job building off that. And then um, for myself, I just wanted to not try to, you know, as long as I could keep them off the board to just give them no, no hope, right? Once it gets to three, four, five, nothing, um, you're just trying not to give them any life whatsoever. And that's all I was trying to do. And um, there were so many huge blocks tonight. Guys played great um, in front of me and um, blocking shots. You know, Raf had a shot blocker on a skate get broken right in half from a shot block. And, you know, it's five nothing with a minute left. And there's a big one-timer from the point. Pet, Petman uh, stands right in front of it and needs it. Um, you know that's that's kind of the championship effort that it takes to win. It's a it's a full team effort for a full sixty. And, um, you know he there's a minute left. Paul, you're familiar with Joey Decord playing at uh, Oceanside, and uh, there were a lot of games uh, he just described, weren't there? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you sit there and 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 um, you 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 know at ASU, especially those years that he was there. I mean, we make it sound like it was so long ago. It wasn't that long ago. You know, in those two seasons, the one where they did and one because the because of COVID that didn't, those those couple of years that ASU were was qualified or was in position to qualify for the NCAA tournament, right? They 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 were ahead a lot. They I don't mean by a lot, but you know, they came out and 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 took leads and let Joey do his thing and that's what uh, the Firebirds did la- uh, this, these last couple of games. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the thing with Joey too is he's so engaging. He was engaging with everybody at at, at ASU. He turns pro. He gets in the Ottawa organization. I know Ottawa loved him. They just couldn't protect everybody and they had to leave him unprotected. And Seattle, as smart as they are, Ronnie Francis snapped him up uh, as soon as he uh, had an opportunity. What I've seen, Paul, out of Joey Decord is maturation. Um, he, he's gotten better. He continues to learn. I mean, um, when you hear Dan Bilesma talk, his coach at uh, Coachella Valley now, talk about what he brings to the uh, locker room, to the ice surface, to the community, it, it really is a tribute. But one more clip from Joey, and then we'll, uh, we'll go back to uh, Jeremy McKenna for a minute. 
way next. Um, two great goaltenders, two great teams, one and two in the in the Pacific. What uh, what do you expect out of this series? Well, I think it's the matchup everybody wanted to see, right? That yeah. uh, you know, uh, us and them were neck and neck all year for uh, the lead in points for the entire league, and um, obviously the division as well. But uh, yeah, I think uh, everyone's just excited for the opportunity. Really happy to uh, to get this one tonight. We'll enjoy this one, and then uh, tomorrow we'll get right to work and uh, prepare for next series. Final one for me is you've been up and down with the big club and back here. Um, both seen a lot of playoff success. Any correlation between the two and the way the whole organization is run? Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's a first-class organization from top to bottom, and uh, you know they've they've done everything in their power to put everyone um, in a position to be successful, and uh, that's what it takes. And uh, you know we get treated incredibly well here, um, same as any time up in Seattle. We get treated um, top-notch, and um, everyone takes amazing care of us. So um, yeah, I think it's absolutely um, has to do with with the, the treatment of the organization and. Um, the commitment to winning and uh, I mean first year here and second year in Seattle and both teams are you know having good playoff runs it's pretty cool to see thanks so there you go Paul um, Joey DeCord talking about the correlation between the American Hockey League team and the uh, NHL parent team if you will and uh, how success has been bred within the organization very very early well you have to sit there and and, and let's face it, every expansion team, and I shouldn't say every because they haven't, it's only, it's only been Seattle. But let's face it, what happened with the Golden Knights was, I hate to use the word fluke because I don't want to make it, they've been, a, they've, they've maintained a, a certain level of winning in their four years. But it a, a fluke in terms of going to the finals in their first year. I I I don't. Did they even have odds in Vegas on the Golden Knights that first year? Were they allowed to? <laughs> I, I think they did actually. I think I, they I, did. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, maybe they, they had odds for the season, but maybe not for individual games. I don't know. Uh, um, I bet they did. It's Vegas, baby. Oh, if it was allowed to be bet on, they, they it did. would be bet on. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure if there were, there was, but um, let's face it, nobody expected them to go to finals in their first year. No, and you know what, Paul, um, that was a perfect storm, right? right. Because everybody said they got the right group of players. Then they had the one October tragedy that that melted a community all together like like hot glue. I mean, it just just brought everybody together like – never has been seen before and probably will never be seen again. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was just a confluence of circumstances. And Seattle was getting unfairly compared to that. Oh, of course, because why uh, why, why would you not, though? Because two new franchises, you just, you know, if you're the novice oh, right. fan, you just assume that they're going to go be the same. And uh, right. the job Dave Haxtell has done, Ron Francis, that whole group has done a fantastic job. And it, it's kind of fun. And, and you know, I was salivating when I found out Joey got in the uh, Seattle organization. And, and the last couple of years, I've been waiting to, to see him here in Coachella Valley. And I knew what he was going to bring. But let's hear from one of his teammates. Then I want to play a little clip from uh, a question that was asked of Dan Bilesma. So here's Jeremy McKenna first. Scored two goals, the uh, Prince Edward Island product. Um, so here's Jeremy. All right, Max. Uh- Hold on a minute. That that was me. That was Max McCormick. Here's Jeremy. Jeremy, you guys play Firebird hockey. I call it that because uh, you get out early, right? And uh, you put the pressure on them right away. But today you closed it down, too. I thought it was a great closeout game. Anything different that you saw tonight? Yeah, I just think we didn't let uh, anyone get behind us. I think in the second period especially they had uh, you know, a good push when it was 4 nothing. I thought we managed, uh, managed their push really well, and I thought uh, – we didn't uh, panic at all when we were kind of stuck in the defensive zone. We just uh, focused on playing our positions, and uh, that was a huge part of the win. And, of course, Joey goes in, uh, makes all the great saves. He's making uh, passes. It's just unbelievable <laughs> having him back there. Talk about Joey a little bit more, if you could, because he sets you guys up like a six-skater uh, on the ice, doesn't he? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It's, uh, it's really hard to explain how much it helps. Uh, 
helps uh, in the game. It's so fast, and uh, he just he has no panic with the puck. He just makes uh, makes unbelievable plays. It's credit to him because it takes a lot of practice uh, as a goalie to be able to play the puck like that. It's just uh, such a huge help for us, and he played unbelievable back there tonight. What is this rank in your career? Two goals and a big closeout game? Yeah, it's definitely uh, uh, one of my best nights, I would say. I think uh, just especially playing uh, for a team so tight like this, you just want to do everything you can to help the team so you can uh, you know, come back to the rink uh, the next day. And it's just an uh, unbelievable feeling. Final one for me is when do you start thinking about Calgary? Um, probably once I walk out of here, we'll... Uh, <laughs> You know, you kind of flip the switch and you start thinking about the next series and just making sure you're uh, you're ready to go. So there you go. Jeremy McKenna talking about what Joey Decord means. And, Paul, again, you saw him at, uh, at Arizona State. He loves to play the puck. He does it very, very well. And the more he plays it, the more he's into the game on both ends of the ice. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, um, it definitely is a big advantage. Um, people forget that uh, the trapezoid that they use in professional hockey now behind the goal was instituted because uh, the goalies, especially Martin Brodeur, uh, who played for the New Jersey Devils, um, were getting were getting too good at handling the puck, and it was quote unquote killing the offense output for teams. Well. It, it it has worked because goalies do not handle the puck as well as they used to. Um, uh, and Joey is that is is kind of an exception to that rule. He plays the puck great. Paul, and that's at, that's at the AHL and the NHL level. It doesn't matter if he's wearing a Kraken jersey or a, a Firebird jersey. He'll, he'll do the exact same things either way. And, uh, you know, Coach Haxtell, Coach Bilesma, they both – love that style and that confidence and they think it breeds confidence into their the rest of the team which which we see but i want to play a little clip somebody one of the other uh, reporters in the room uh, the other night asked dan bilesma to talk about joey and whether the team was influenced by the crowd and how they chant joey joey so here you go here's dan feel the chant <laughs> feel the chant while the game's going on they literally asked me to ask you guys that question because there you are involved. <laughs> Does Joey feel it? That's funny. <laughs> That's a funny question. Because Joey definitely feels it. And they're going to love that answer. They, like, Joey, uh, maybe more than anyone else, feels it and, and feels the support and feels like they're behind them. And, uh,. <laughs> We we all love the Joey chance. We love it because they're doing it, and we love it because of the reason why they're doing it. There you go. We love it because they're doing it, and we love it for the reason they're doing well, it. Yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, if they're chanting the go- if they're chanting your goalie's name, that's usually not always, but usually a good thing. Yeah, I, I, you know, I know I kind of drifted off a script here with this, but I just thought uh, you and I always talk about how close things are getting between the uh, the AHL and uh, college hockey and how college players. And last week, I don't know if I played the clip on here, if I played it on uh, Pro Hockey West Report, but um, Greg Cronin talked about how he had five NCAA players this year, the most he can remember ever having signed at the end of the year, and he said, boy, I was so thankful to have them because they, they saved us. They they saved us from uh, despair when there were injuries and they stepped right in and played well. And I'm talking about um, guys like Wyatt Ahmed, Ryan Sandel, and um, uh, I'm missing one, uh, the, the defense, Malowski. Um, right. Yeah, it, it, so that, that bond is getting closer and closer. And as we do these shows... It's really amazing to me how how the, the names translate, Paul. Uh, I see them on NCAA for a while. Then I see them in the AHL. Then I see them in the NHL, and I'm going like, right, well, this is really cool in seven years. Well, let's 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 look at it this way, okay? I was going to bring this up a little later, but uh, as long as you're you're making it, we'll make the transition. Uh, if you look um, at the 2023. U.S. Men's National Team World Championship roster. 
We've been doing these shows for what? This is going to be five years? About five years? Yeah, correct. We've been doing the... I, I had the business for seven, but uh, it's about care. five years. Was, yeah, well, yep. I don't care about that, but... I know um, you don't. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't care. Um, uh, that, that, not when it turns to this, but if you look at... If you look at the World Championship roster, and you sit here and you look at teams... And you look at the U.S. team, and you look at the at the players that are on that team. Now, obviously, we know that these means their teams are not playoffs anymore. But um, in in the five years that we've been doing this, okay, uh, here's the roster and guys that we've dealt with: Carter Mazer, right? Drew Comesso's played at BU, and he's he was there with you in, uh, you know, as as you know. It, for BU when he went out to ASU. Um, so was Matt Carnato, Nick Perbix, right? Lane Hudson didn't hasn't even played in the professional ranks yet. He's still there at BU, and he's the only, uh, I think he's one of the few college players that's still there. Um, uh, Cutter Gauthier, Scott Perinovich, Dylan Sandberg, right? Sammy Walker. Ronnie Attard, Connor Mackey, right? The Tuck brothers, right? These, these, that's about sixty-five percent of the team. And these are all guys that we've covered in one way, shape, or form over the last five years. Yeah, it's uh, it's really impressive. It really is. So. Kudos first to the college hockey coaches and and uh, staffs and everybody that they bring on to to mold these players. But you know the other thing, Paul, I, I don't think it's mentioned nearly enough is uh, in college. And you know sometimes we gripe about it. Okay, sometimes I gripe about it. The the amount of accessibility we get to uh, to the players. I I think I, I I think I wish we would be granted a little bit more accessibility because there are so many stories. And, you know, that's why I started this company in the first place was to grow the game by, by doing features and getting inside and talking about the things that other people don't talk about. You can go watch a game, Paul. You know this. You can break it down. You know that. But can you can you dig inside? Can you talk to players? Like, you know my motto. If I, if I interview a coach or a player and I can't get them to smile or laugh at least two times in my seven minutes or less, um, I'm not doing my job and that's what I want to do. I want to see that smile. I want to hear them talk about where they grew up and how they got better. So, uh, kudos to college hockey for giving them better. And, uh, and it shines. Joey Decord is just another one of many that shine when they get to, uh, to the AHL or NHL level. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, I mean that entire roster, except for one player or former college players, and we know, we know that the NHL is made up of about a third or more of former college players. Um, I, I don't know what the percentage of U.S. players, U.S.-born players uh, that played college hockey, but I'm sure it's much higher than that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, and just by the way, as long as, I, as as it's been brought up, the World Championships start next week. Uh, they're being played in Finland and Latvia. And the U.S. will play Finland, Hungary, Germany, Austria, Denmark, France, and Sweden. That's a big tournament. That's a 16-team tournament. That's big. That's a lot yeah. of teams. It's a lot of hockey is what that is. Yeah, I just wish I was off so I could watch most of it. <laughs> actually, they, I can't, they expect me to actually go to work and do my job. What? Crazy. Craziness. Crazy people. Yeah. Well, and and if you brought that up, then I'm going to bring up the fact that the AHL playoffs continue. The Pacific Division uh, Divisional Championship round will be played, and it'll be two games in Calgary on the 11th and the 13th, and then games three, four, and five, if necessary, will be played the 15th, 17th, and 19th right here at Coachella Valley at Akersher Arena. So uh, it's not over yet, folks. And then if that series... 
Uh, once that series is completed, if Coachella Valley is fortunate enough to move on, there'll be a conference, Western Conference, seven-game series that will involve some games here uh, at Coachella Valley. And then, of course, the battle for the Calder Cup follows that, another seven-game series, which, of course, could mean more games in Coachella Valley. So when it's 115 here in the desert and you can go watch some college or some AHL hockey inside, who's not going? Um. I I would go, but that's just me. And, 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 and <laughs> well, let me and, let me tell you, you one I more know thing. You'll go because well, <laughs> we know those things will probably happen because it'll whatever causes you. No, I don't care. Whatever. Um, you know, whatever causes you to jumble your schedule is exactly what's going to happen. So expect all of those. Expect. That, I mean, that means you're a good luck charm for Coachella Valley because that means they'll probably win all these series. Get to the championship series and what did the Denver Pioneers? the Denver Pioneers do last year? And it'll go seven games and, and what did the Avalanche do last year? Well, yeah, I know what they. Where, do where was I at last year? Well, uh, listen, I don't get crazy. <laughs> no, no, it follows me around. I'm, I'm the good luck. That's charm. what it is. Yeah, yeah, it follows me around. Just check out the beard. The uh, playoff beard continues to grow. I, I told Coach Bilesma that I wouldn't shave that beard until they lost. So. Well, I keep telling you to keep it, whether they, there's playoff hockey or not. <laughs> I don't need no gray beard. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not old enough for that. Anyway, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and uh, dig into some more stuff because I know you've got a lot of stuff on your mind, and uh, we got to make sure we get that in tonight. So take a quick break. We'll come back three, four minutes and uh, dive back into more College Hockey West Live. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goalie score. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious, Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and 592 West White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top, as well as its ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. 
Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios, it's ITHSW Podcasts College Hockey West Weekly. All right. Well, welcome back. It's not weekly. It's live, but that's okay. Uh, occasionally, I mix things up a little bit. So um, anyway, Scott Strandy with you today from a balmy 89-degree Palm Springs May day. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on that big, beautiful palatial estate on Long Island. Paul, is it a balmy 89 on the island today? It was not. No. No. It was a a pretty solid 62, 63. Okay. Well, you know, in Anaheim, it was like 68, but that's like 68 all the time. (laughs) Yeah, all the time. I love Um, it. I love it. I am actually, as I said at the beginning when you couldn't hear, doing this outside nice now i don't know how it sounds nice. on your end sounds great actually yeah it yeah. sounds great um, and you're picking up the slack when i couldn't hear a thing yeah we're uh, <laughs> i have some issues in my basement so i'm staying out of there for the next few days but uh um yeah so just i didn't know how it sounded on your end and okay what, what do you want to dig into next because okay, let's, uh let's, let's, i let's, stole the first half so you steal the second fine. let's Let's get into some things that we haven't talked about, or at least I don't think we talked about. Uh, CC and Air Force is only playing one game this year for the Pikes Peak Trophy. Hmm. I don't know why they're doing that, but they're only playing one game. I think it's because there's some other exhibitions and some I'm other sure. things going on. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, for example, Air Force will be in the holiday face-off this year. Um, with uh, At Pfizer in Milwaukee. Your Bulldogs. Northeastern and uh, Wisconsin was playing in a couple of tournaments this year. They're also playing in the icebreaker. Imagine um, Mike Hastings. You know, <laughs> playing in that icebreaker with uh, Eddie Christian's Sue, I mean, uh, North Dakota team. Fighting um, Hawks. Uh, I don't know them as that, but okay. Um, along with Bemidji and uh, playing Wisconsin first. Uh, So I guess that'll be uh, Hastings' first game. Um, And Army uh, playing at Bemidji on the second night. They'll obviously be switched uh, against North Dakota. So that's that's kind of an interesting deal here. Um, Terry, our executive producer, her Sue, I mean the Fighting Hawks, uh, actually kind of have a very interesting opening schedule. Um, their first six games will be against Army Wisconsin, that other maroon and gold team in Grand Forks, um, and Mankato in Minnesota State. Before, by the way, they go to BU and open up the conference season at your Bulldogs. Hmm, that's a pretty that's interesting. That's pretty uh, tasty schedule right there for the beginning, right? We uh, have Omaha, whose schedule came out. Uh, they're going to be hosting Ohio State. Uh, Western Michigan is obviously conference games. Um, they're doing a home-and-home home with Augustana. Um, and they are also playing in the Desert Hockey Classic. Hmm. I know where that one's going to be played. Uh, really? I don't know. Palm Springs? <laughs> think I'll ever get out of here because uh, these, these guys just keep winning. They're going to play forever. Yeah. I, I may just longer. be I may just yeah. be here. I, I love Anaheim, but I'm never there. <laughs> uh, your Bulldogs will play, uh, I, I assume that this is an exhibition game against Michigan Tech. I don't know. It's a solo game, so it's not like uh, to start the season. 
Oh, uh, actually, it's not an exhibition game yet. Yeah, one game to start the season against Michigan Tech, uh, followed by uh, a weekend series against uh, Northern Michigan. Uh, so they're actually playing non-conference games outside the state this year, or at least teams outside the state anyway. Uh, going to Cornell, that'll be an interesting matchup. Right? Um, the usual, I mean, I, I assume that it seems like they play the other Maroon and Gold team every year in a home. No I, no, I don't think every year. I think they try, but I don't think they get them every year. All right, that's fine. Um, so we, we got that there. Um you know, How about those about, CC Tigers? Who are they playing this year? Uh, I don't. I don't have their schedule up here because uh, I just don't. What? Uh, I don't have it yet. That's all. I'll find it. It's pretty easy if you go on Twitter. I well, you simply let's, just let's look. Put it this way. Let's put it to you this way, okay? I'm going to sit here, and I mean, I have it, but um, I was looking up stuff for our buddies up in Anchorage just to try and catch up on their news. And the big time search engine uh, said something uh, when I clicked on the, the news section. Um, Anchorage has a new coach, and the, the date on the article was four, year, four days ago that it hit the search engine. And I'm like, wait, what? How did we miss that? Um, and then I click on the story, and it's from 2013. So, so there's, there's that. <laughs> Okay, let me uh, tell you. Let me you know, tell you the you, CC. Now, we, now, let me no, tell on, you the CC home schedule. No, no, because we're going to get into this. I'm sure we're going to get into this Simon Fraser nonsense. That's where we're going to start. Well, we can talk about that because I actually. Uh, let me throw this up. Because now, hold on, don't throw the Simon. <laughs> you can, they're playing them, and I get that. But you're going to go off on a tangent with that. So no, I'm not. Play. I'm going to stop. Okay. I just want you to hear who they're playing at home. Okay. This is the Tigers' home schedule. They open. With an exhibition against once, okay, uh, should be an NCAA team, Simon Fraser. Get that. Um, they will then have Union College, Coach Mayotte's alma mater, coming in on the 13th and 14th. Then they will host the very next weekend, Long Island University at CC. If there was ever a time Paul Hornstein should make the trip to Colorado College and check out Ed Robeson Arena. It should be October 20th and 21st. Now, see, my question anyway. with that would be, um, does that mean that in 24-25, CC comes here? Entirely possible. Entirely possible. We'll see. Um, then, October 28th, it's uh, Augustana coming to, uh, to CC. Now, that's a Saturday night single game. Yeah. So it tells me Augustana must be playing somebody else either Air Force or Denver that weekend. Probably. Um, so that's October for you. How's that? 7th, 13th, 14th, 20th, 21st, and 28th, all at home for the Tigers. Nice you don't think they want to jump season. out to about a uh, 1, 2, do. 3, 4, 5, 6, and 0 start? Of course they do, but it's gonna be not going to be easy. <laughs> Never is. Um, November 4th, they'll play uh, their arch rival, the University of Denver Pioneers. Uh, the 17th and 18th, they have Western Michigan Coming in to Robeson. The first weekend of December, the Arizona State Sun Devils make a return trip to Robeson uh, as they were just, uh, what, how long ago was that? Uh, a year ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And then the one that catches my eye all the time an exhibition against an ACHA opponent, the Minot State Beavers will be in Colorado College on Friday, December 29th. Then they will travel on the 30th, that Saturday night, up to play the University of Denver. You don't think that's an indoctrination into the, what NCAA hockey is like? You get CC on the rise and the uh, uh, nine-time NCAA champions? Um, <laughs> goodness gracious. Well, uh, that, that, Wyatt Wasselinchuk will get his hands full there. See, that's a topic I'd rather discuss. We can do that tomorrow or two hours because that's – to me, is a more interesting thing than uh, Simon Fraser. But okay, okay, cool. Uh, so anyway, January they right. have Miami, and uh, that's the only home series, the nineteenth and twentieth. Uh, February they will bring in Saint Cloud State, North Dakota, and the first weekend in March they will have Minnesota Duluth. Then they will play the University of Denver. So it looks like October. I'm going to spend a lot of time at Colorado College. Yeah, probably. 
Probably. Simon Fraser, Union, Long Island, and Augustana? Yeah, all in one I, place? I get it. They don't move. That's good for a, a nice long homestand to start the season. Exactly. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there because I didn't uh, I didn't know if you'd seen it yet or not, and right. I wanted to put it out there. Okay, and, go ahead. And, and the one last thing before we get into the announced ASU coaching edition. Uh, all right. Um, I did not see this. Okay, this is an old article, but uh, with the with the LIU athletic director, and I did not see this um, until a little while ago. So, uh, here's here's basically what it comes down to, uh, and this is a quote uh, from the athletic director uh, when asked about joining a conference, and this and this article came out. Like I said, I missed it. In January, um, and it's basically the athletic director said there are always conversations we've had, different ones, and for the sake of confidentiality, there are teams that are very interested in it, and this is also talking about LAU starting their own league. Uh, teams not only in the tri-state region, which is New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, uh, but across the country. I think everybody at LIU and others are looking that are looking to create a conference. There are conversations going on. I think we feel like we're close to something. But again, for the sake of others involved, I will leave it at that. Of course, we know that the moratorium on one sport conferences does not end until June. So I will just leave it at that. Um, We can discuss that at another time. But I saw it and I didn't want to forget about it. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, we we had a little conversation with one Rick Zomba the other day, and uh, it sounds an awful lot like there's wheels turning quickly at uh, well, Lindenwood University. When, well, when we say quickly, this is in terms of college hockey, which goes in reverse usually, not quickly. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about uh, Lindenwood themselves. They are pushing the envelope, if you will to uh to get something done because i think they want that conference um and i think they have a target paul you know what's coming there right there's a sectional or a uh, regional this year the following year there's going to be the national tournament there you don't think they'd like to be in a conference and and uh, be boasting their program by the time that frozen four is done yeah obviously yeah i I totally agree so so that's going on there what else you got well, um, you know, it was kind of rumored for a while, but uh, ASU officially announcing Dana Borges from Colgate coming in as an assistant coach. Um, the first change of any kind um, outside of the graduate assistants, of course, uh, of any kind that the Sun Devil coaching staff has had since it started the D1 level, the NCAA level. Um, uh, Borges, uh, it was at Colgate and maybe they were waiting to announce it. I don't know. I don't know what the story is. Uh, it was interesting that this was announced after the Colgate coach retired, uh, after they won the ECAC championship. So, you know, maybe they were just waiting to be safe to make sure that, uh, he was still going to be around. I don't know. Um, but he's been uh, an assistant at Colgate for the last three or four years. Um, he is the son of the current head coach at Stonehill. Um, who is supposed to be, uh, as we know, uh, having their first full D1 schedule this year. So that was kind of, you know, so that... Uh, you know, uh, so that, that there's a connection there. I assume ASU is going to end up playing Stonehill at some point this year. As we wait to see that schedule come out. Schedule, yeah. Um, um, you know, it, considering that they would be considered an independent team, I can't imagine ASU not playing them. So, you know, when, uh, when this news came out about Dana Board just being hired, um, Let's just pull back the uh, peel back the onion here a little bit. Uh, you and I were talking, and we both came up with the same thought, which is scary as all get out to think about that. Okay. But we both said, I think, at the same time, 
Wow, this has got something to do with recruiting on the East Coast. Well, I think uh, it is. I, I would be. I, when you look at ASU's roster and you look at their all-time roster, not including transfers, okay, they have not had a lot of players uh, commit to them out of juniors and high schools, et cetera, that are from the East Coast. It makes sense when you think about it because you have, you know, ASU made its ACHA chops on players from the West Coast and players from Western Canada. Um, And most, like I said, most of the players, they've gotten a few players maybe three or four, I believe, if you went back and looked, and this would be from the early, the first couple of years of the program that were from the East Coast. But generally speaking, the only East Coast players they have gotten have been guys from the from the transfer portal. Yeah, and, and Dana Borges is going to put a huge dent into that, I think. I think he's uh, he's got connections. He's got uh, recruiting skills. I can see only a win-win. Now, um, do we know about anything else that we can talk about yet at Arizona State? Because we know they were going to add a coach, and they've added one. But there are some other things in the works right now that we just don't know. Uh, Are they confirmed or unconfirmed from your point? They are unconfirmed. There are always rumors. Okay. Um, And you know that, that... as far as individual things like this are concerned, we don't really like to speculate, so we're not going to. I'll speculate about schedules and conferences and rule changes and matchups and things like that. But, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, talking about individuals themselves, not going to do that because it's not right. Good point. Good point. I'm just saying that, uh, there's speculation out there. We aren't going down that road. And, um, We'll see what happens and it's not down. Just at ASU, obviously. I mean, no, it, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's not. We don't want to make it sound like the only places that there's speculation is is going on at ASU. Um, but in ter- for us, right there, there, th- that's the place that obviously I focus the most on. With no disrespect intended to the other schools that we cover, I didn't graduate from those schools, so. Did you graduate from ASU? I did, yeah. Okay, finally. Only because they made me. Can we say finally? Only because they made me. <laughs> the what happened really? Did you did you just hang around? And they finally said get out, or did the chuck box tell you, "Listen, dude, we can't have you in here every day. Get out." No, they they ASU made me leave. They were sick oh, of looking at me. Okay, I, I was wondering if the chuck box had something to do with it. Maybe going like, "We can't take this anymore." That's one of the reasons why I stayed so long. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, um, I, I I don't know what else you got left on your, your chalkboard there, but one thing I want to try to sneak in here is that we, you and I have had conversations on this too. Um, the fact that Mike Hastings took another job, and he's not the first coach and won't be the last to take another job, but there seems to be a little bit of bitterness um, between the folks at, at – Minnesota State and uh, Mike Hastings and what's happening at Wisconsin. And and I just want to say a couple of things as a former college athlete uh, many moons ago. Um, when I was in high school and I was being recruited to play golf, if you will, um, that there was a commitment. It was like, you commit, you're committing to my program for four years. There was no portal. You could transfer if you wanted to, but boy, it was a B.I. something if you wanted to try to transfer out. They made it really difficult on you. Uh, That's eased up. The portal now makes it much easier. Uh, You and I have had this conversation. I said, there used to be a time where you went to X university because you loved X university. Um, I think it's in all sports, but certainly it's happening in college hockey. Uh, Players are going where, A, they get playing time. 
B, where they like the coach and believe the coach can bring them to the next level and don't think for a minute that that's not what's going on. And then I think, thirdly, they really want to be a part of a program that's successful and can win tournaments. So I bring it up because if you don't think that, that there's players that may be committed to Mike Hastings in Minnesota State a year ago and now want to go where he's at at Wisconsin, it's not more than likely because they're going like, oh, I love Wisconsin. It's because my coach, the guy that recruited me, and Todd Knott, the guy that recruited me, moved. Now right. I want to move. And, right. And, and for those people that are thinking that there's something, quote, unquote, nefarious um, going on, uh, I asked around. I asked some people, and, and, and I'm glad you remembered because I didn't. Um, I asked around if NIL is that much of a factor in college hockey yet. And the answers that came back to me were basically no. Okay, because the people that were griping about, oh, these guys went to Wisconsin because they have more resources. Uh that they weren't saying that because Wisconsin's a big school and in the Big Ten. That's not what they were getting at. And you people that were getting it at the, what you guys were getting at were so dead wrong. First of all, the culture of hockey is more we, we, we than me. Are there players that are me, me, me? Of course there are. But in general, that's not how it works. So you people that were complaining, and I, and it's a very, and I'm sure it's a very small group. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like to bash uh, the the Minnesota State fans. No, and, and it's not a bashing thing. But I'm, I'm, I'm they, just saying that. Exa- no, no, but they're the example right now of what we're talking about. Um, I, I speak to many Minnesota State people on Twitter and have very good conversations and relationships with them, okay? And you know me, I kind of pull from Minnesota State. But those folks Even after are, Dryden McKay left? Yes. Okay. But those folks there that are like, hey, they led to Wisconsin, wink, wink, because Wisconsin is a big school and has big resources. Horse pucky. That's, nope. not, that's nope. not why they went. They, they went, went there because they went because the coach that recruited them. Yeah, exactly. And, and we all agree, or at least a lot of people that I talk to, and I hate to use that phrase because it makes me sound like a politician, but um, we we kind of understand the transfer portal. And I'm not anti-transfer portal. I'm not pro-transfer portal. But I think they have to kind of sit down and say, okay, this is getting out of hand now. I absolutely agree that if a coach quits to get another job or a coach leaves a program, that a player should have every right to go somewhere without penalty. Um, You know, there are some players that are going to play a fifth year because their schools don't have graduate programs. Okay, I have no problems with that either. Okay. Um, You know, if you have, if you were looking for playing time, I get that too. But then you should only be able to go, that, that should be one time. And I know that some people might not agree with that. Okay, but you see guys that are getting plenty of playing time transferring. And they're transferring, let's let's face it, because teams are not their team is not winning. I have more of a problem with that. Yeah, I do too, and that's the that's why um when you look, Paul, at the uh at the uh teams that are independents right now and they're having a hard time um keeping players maybe it's got to do with the fact that they want to win and they want to they want to have an well, opportunity to go to that tournament right. and if you're 
if you don't have a conference, that's why I think the pressure is being applied right now um, in multiple ways for teams to get into a conference for financial reasons, for the opportunity to go to a tournament, for recruiting purposes. Because we see it every year when your team is eliminated, even a team like Fairbanks that had a great season waited around three weeks only to guess what? Didn't make the tournament, right? Yeah, 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 no doubt. Um, Try to recruit a player to do that. Or oh, if you okay. send them to a place that's in a conference, they can go and go, okay, well, maybe our year wasn't great, but we got better. Let's look at the Colorado College Tigers. They got better as the season went on and nearly took a spot away from a team to go to the uh, the tournament by winning their conference tournament. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what you do, right? I mean, uh, and, and I think that the single sport conference moratorium might be what's holding things back right now, or at least is one of the things holding things back. Um, and I guess after June 1st, we're going to find out. Um, but, you know, I... I I, I don't agree with it, but I do understand the frustration of some of those players for some of those teams that left because they had good seasons and didn't get into the tournament. But that is unfortunately the system in terms of that. They they won the games they needed to win in theory, but because of teams not winning their conference tournaments, some of the favorites, they uh, got knocked out of the tournament. Yep, absolutely correct. Well, we could go on with this forever. We'll pick up things tomorrow a little bit on analytics and eyeballs and, and kind of dig into some other stuff too. But right. NHL um, draft lottery. E- e- yeah, yeah, it's going to happen right after oh, right man. after our show ends tomorrow. Yep. Um, yep. Where where will one Connor Bedard become a captain? Um, who knows? Um, or at least a I'm player. Sure, How about that? I, I'm sure he'll be a captain right away. From I, I'm sure he will too. Camp. Yeah. Tongue full in cheek on that one, folks. Yeah, yeah. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. By Toyota, support the dealers that support hockey in your community. Toyota of the Desert and Cathedral City, California, Finlay and Henderson, Desert Toyota in Tucson, and Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action on the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice, strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is live every week on the Podbean app. and is available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, to find any of our shows. It's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows or tell a friend to help find the podcast. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say a very uh, happy and healthy good evening to everybody out there. Enjoy the rest of the evening if you're out on the West Coast, and go to sleep if you're Paul Hornstein on the East Coast. (laughs) We're going to try. (laughs) <laughs> uh, tomorrow will be another big day with analytics and eyeballs Tuesday. Paul and I'll be back with a guest on college hockey West weekly Wednesday. Of course, Stephen Marsh and myself will be with you for the American collegiate top 20 podcast. And Thursday, we wrap up yet another week with the 
Pro Hockey West Report, talking more AHL and NHL hockey. Gotta love the playoffs, right, Paul? Always. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.